Hi there, this is Fiona from IELTS with Fiona, wishing you a very happy new year. Hope you had a great holiday if you had some time off during the winter holidays. And we're back with a new episode. This is a reading. It's called Marine Ecosystems and it's absolutely fantastic for vocabulary. In fact, it's so good that I made a quizlet out of this. So if you go to my website and go into what's new, that's Tuesday the 4th of January, I'll add a link to the quizlet uh, game that I made to recycle the vocabulary from this reading and this episode. Honestly, I was reading through it to refresh my memory a little bit because we did it in the reading boot camp. And I really thought, why don't I just read the whole thing out? Because every single word here is really useful IELTS vocabulary for everything, for writing, for speaking, for listening, everything. So, if you can find this online, it's called Marine Ecosystems, the reading. It's a general training, section three. So it's good for academic or general training because it is an academic text. And in today's lesson, we're going to practice uh, three types of questions. There's list of headings, your favorite. There's multiple choice. And then the final one is a gap fill. So with headings, you always get the headings before you read. And it's worth having a quick skim through them to help you understand the text a bit. Let me just give you a quick introduction. Remember, it's about marine ecosystems. And the headings are here. One, plans for more marine protected areas. So you can guess that this is about protecting marine areas. Two, a historical overview of one specific area. So you will look for the name of a specific area. Three, why more has not been done to save marine creatures. So there you're looking for a reason, an explanation. You're looking for words like this is why or due to or because of. Number four, what the press has missed. So remember the press is another word for um, newspapers, the media basically. So you're just having a quick look for something relating to newspapers or, so, or media. Um, number five, where biodiversity has been shown to help. So we're looking for something positive about biodiversity. Number six, who is currently being blamed. So we're looking for, again, who caused the problems in the marine ecosystems. Seven is a reason for some optimism. And in my experience in these texts, um, this kind of optimism usually comes towards the end. It, it ends usually on kind of a positive note. It explains all the negatives and then says, however, there is some cause for some optimism. So I would expect to find that later in the text. And 
The last one, number eight, various factors other than fishing. So again, we're looking for reasons. What has caused the problem? So there you have eight uh, headings and there are seven sections. So only one is not used. I think that makes it so much easier because you haven't got so many distractions. Let me talk you through the text and highlighting the key areas of excellent vocabulary. Even the first line, look at how you could use this for task two. For some time now, the world's oceans and the people who fish them have been a constant source of bad environmental news. So that line introduces the subject that it's a problem, it's an environmental problem, and it's a problem with the ocean. And why? Because of the people who fish them. It then gives examples of the people who fish them. Cod is an endangered species in some places, good collocations. Dolphins are injured by fishing vessels, and huge tuna farms are ruining the Mediterranean Sea. And so, so there we've got the finger pointing at the people who are responsible for this. It's, it's the people who fish the seas. And it goes on a little bit. It says, marine biologists warned our seafood is in terminal decline. According to research, stocks of all the fish and shellfish we currently eat will collapse before 2050. Or at least that's how the media reported it. So you have got a little mention of the media there, but the whole paragraph is talking about who is to blame. And that's the fishermen, of course, ultimately us, we want to eat them, so it's not their fault, but it's, it's fishing that is the main cause of the problem. So that gives us the answer, uh, do, 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 that gives us the answer six, who is currently being blamed, and it's the people who fish them. When we come to paragraph B, remember, it's... It, Paragraph A ended by saying, well, that's how the media reported it. Now, paragraph B starts with a however, so it suggests there's other information that isn't reported on the media. On media. And it says, the scientist who led the study has said that the main conclusion of his research has been buried beneath the headlines, buried hidden beneath the headlines. And this gives us our answer, uh, what the press has missed. It's in the first line again. You don't have to look too far to find it. And the rest of the paragraph continues with this idea, while the danger to our seafood supply is real, um, and then it introduces Boris Worm, who did the research, there is a more serious point. The one that is not hidden, or no, the point which is hidden is the way we manage the oceans is threatening the survival of individual species and upsetting the delicate balance of marine communities 
thus causing the collapse of entire ecosystems. So that's um, Boris Worm introducing this idea that um, the, the biggest problem is that these ecosystems are dying. And he says, research has shown the number of ecosystems where all higher forms of life are extinct, so-called dead zones, is increasing. And he again, he repeats the point that many reports failed to highlight is that we have to re revolutionize the way our marine resources are run. So the whole paragraph is not just mentioned once in the first line. The whole paragraph comes back to this idea um, that the headlines just show one thing about fishing, but the real problem is the lack of biodiversity in marine systems. So that was 29 and the answer was four. Now, when it comes to paragraph C, it introduces, um, well, it starts with 7,500 years ago, shrinking glaciers and higher water levels led to the development of what's called the Wadden Sea. And so it talks about this area, it's capital letters, the Wadden Sea. It's an area in the North Sea. 5,000 years ago, it pulsated with life. There was high level of biodiversity until 2,000 years ago where human, when human pressure began to affect it. Uh, larger creatures disappeared 500 years ago, late 19th century. Populations of fish were severely reduced, leading to the collapse of several traditional fisheries. So it gives you a history of this area called the Wadden Sea. And that gives us the heading, a historical overview of one specific area, historical there, because of all of the dates in the past. 7,500 years ago is the first line, then 2,000, then 500. 19th century is all a historical overview. In paragraph D, it starts by saying what's interesting is that overfishing, overfishing isn't the main agent of the decline, as we might assume. So that's your first line, saying that overfishing isn't the main problem. And it goes on to say it is due to, there's our reasons, ongoing combination of exploitation habit destruction and pollution. Coastal development destroys wetlands that support a range of species. Pollution fuels a process and blah, 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 and so on. So in that paragraph D, it's really talking about various factors other than fishing. And that is our answer it's heading number seven, various factors other than fishing. So it's a combination, exploitation, destruction, pollution. And there's another part to that paragraph where it says most marine ecosystems have the capacity to deal with pollution. And because shellfish absorb phytoplankton, <laughs> but because these shellfish have been removed by fishing, um, these nutrient-rich pollutants 
entering the system is increased and the destruction causes even more pollution. So those are your your two other factors on top of overfishing. Then you come to E. What the science paper has demonstrated, however, is that the decline in the health of ecosystems is greater where the number of different species is low. Now, I'm doing task one boot camp in the Members Academy, and we're looking at ways of identifying trends in academic task one and the purpose of identifying trends. Why do we describe graphs? What's the point of them? Well, here you can imagine a graph charting the health of the ecosystems is much greater where the number of different species, the diversity is low. That you could you know, you could put that on a graph and make it visible, visual like that. And that is the point of uh, writing graphs. And even the language here is the language of graphs. It says um, the population of cod in South Georgia hasn't recovered since the fishing industry caused its collapse in the 70s. By contrast, North Sea cod has withstood heavy fishing for hundreds of years. And although it has declined substantially, there you've got the verb plus adverb, it has declined substantially, it hasn't yet collapsed completely. And Worm, Boris Worm, believes that the more the greater the number of species you have, then the ecosystem is more robust. And his theory is backed up by evidence. We talk about that in task two all the time. Back up your points with evidence. So this um, gives us uh, the heading five. And the heading five is where biodiversity has been shown to help. And that's that's clearly in that paragraph from the start, the first line, where there's biodiversity, it makes the fish stronger and so they can withstand heavy fishing. Next paragraph starts with this. And some positive news came from the study. First line, immediately go back to the headings, have a look, a reason for some optimism. So that's seven. A reason for some optimism is some positive news. And the whole paragraph talks about that it's possible to reverse such damage as long as there are enough species. I mean, lovely vocabulary there, that conditional, as long as a reference word, word such damage, collocation, reverse damage. It's, it's absolutely amazing. You have to read this one. Um, and Worm says we should be focusing our attention on protecting all of our marine resources, managing levels of fishing, pollution and habitat disturbance collocation to ensure, what's the result, to ensure that crucial services that maintain the health of the ecosystem continue to function.
So that's the positive news that it can, damage can be reversed. It's reversible. Last paragraph, paragraph G starts with, however, there has long been a tendency to view our oceans as a limitless resource combined with a widespread failure to make an emotional connection with most marine wildlife. Now, this is an interesting point. And it introduces uh, another uh, expert called John Shepherd. And John Shepherd says, we, we understand the value of protecting ecosystems like the Australian Great Barrier Reef because we consider it to be beautiful. Um, but human nature draws us towards things that are aesthetically pleasing, that look good. That's why there'll always be support for pandas and very little for small things like worms, even though nematodes play a vital role in maintaining the health of an ecosystem. So the whole point of that paragraph is that we don't connect with marine wildlife, with fish or whatever, just because it's not aesthetically pleasing. Now, that's a really interesting point. Whether you agree with it or not, <laughs> um, you're looking for um, why more has not been done to save marine creatures. And the reason is because we, we don't value them enough. We, we don't think of them as beautiful, according to uh, this researcher. So that, I'm just looking for the one that wasn't used. Plans, okay, there wasn't plans, plans for more marine protected areas. They didn't mention any plans at all. Um, it does say in paragraph F, many protected areas on land are now managed this way, but it doesn't talk about the future. So that one was the trick. So those are our headings. Not too difficult, I don't think. Let's come on now to the uh, multiple choice. 35. Boris Worm's main concern is... so. What do you think his main worry is? This is a kind of summing up question. Um, it doesn't really, well, it does go in the order of the text. Let, let me give you the options. What, what's he mainly worried about? A, marine ecosystems will completely break down. To me, you don't have to look any further. Um, but let's look at the other options. B, insufficient attention is being paid to fish numbers. Well, that wasn't really his point. He was talking more about biodiversity, a variety of animals, not just fish. C, there will no longer be enough seafood for people to eat. That wasn't what he was worried about. He's not, he doesn't care about what what you eat. He, he cares only about the ecosystems. And lastly, politicians will be unwilling to discuss marine resources. Well, that's not even mentioned. So the answer is 
a marine ecosystems will completely break down. Now, to double check that, go back to the text in paragraph B where we first hear Boris Worm's opinions. And he says, it's upsetting the delicate balance of marine communities and thus causing the collapse of entire ecosystems. Uh, collapse is a synonym for breakdown, phrasal verb, and entire ecosystems completely. Now, in 36, we've got to go and look for the other expert, John Shepherd. 36 says, what point does John Shepherd make? And remember, we just saw John Shepherd in the last paragraph talking about things being aesthetically pleasing. So listen, marine conservation areas are not high on the list of visitor attractions. So on at first glance, you think, OK, maybe come back to that one. B, people know very little about how different species actually live. Mm, not, not really. C, the public are much less likely to help unattractive creatures. Oh, okay, so it's A or C. D, the marine environment was better understood in the past. No, he doesn't mention that. So it's A or C. What do you think? Marine conservation areas are not high on the list of visitor attractions. It's, it's all a trick. The words kind of add up, like attraction makes you think attractive, but they're distractors. The answer is C. The public are much less likely to help unattractive creatures. That's what he thinks. Sounds quite crazy. But he says human nature will always draw us towards those species or habitats that are more aesthetically pleasing. And that word aesthetically pleasing, that collocation is, is quite well known and and. You can use it in, in task two, where, for example, you're arguing about uh, protecting ancient buildings for aesthetic purposes, meaning just because they look nice. Um, last multiple choice, which of the following best summarises the text as a whole? A. Scientists disagree about the state of the world's oceans. Mm, I would dismiss that one. B, a radical review of marine resource management is needed. Well, I would guess yes, that's true. But is it the right answer? The fishing industry is mainly responsible for today's problems. Well, we talked about that, but it was only in one paragraph. It's not a summary of the text as a whole. And D, the natural systems of our seas will not be able to repair themselves. Well, they disagreed. They thought that you could reverse the damage. So it's not C, it's not D, and it has to be B. Radical review. Let's look at paragraph B. Um, the point that many reports fail to highlight is that we have to revolutionise this radical review. The way our marine resources are run. So run is a keyword because that means managed. And that's the synonym for marine resource management.
Finally, there's a gap fill and it has a heading called the Wadden Sea. So you go straight back to paragraph C where it's talking about this area in the North Sea called the Wadden or Wadden, I don't know, Wadden Sea. And the gap fill we're looking for, the first one, the Wadden Sea was created when the sea rose as a consequence of something slowly contracting. So what contracted and caused the sea to rise? Look at the first line. 7,500 years ago, shrinking glaciers and the resulting higher water levels led to the development of what's called the Wadden Sea. So what led to the high water levels? Shrinking glaciers. Shrinking means getting smaller. Synonym, synonym in the text is slowly contracting. So the answer is glaciers and it's plural. Double check the spelling if you're transferring it to your answer sheet because it's G-L-A-C-I-E-R-S. Next gap fill, the waters were full of different species of marine creatures and there were large numbers of something living on the wetlands along the shore. So we're looking for large numbers of what could you guess near the sea? What kind of animal lives on wetlands near the sea? And it says um, there was a high level of bio biodiversity on the seabed. We don't want the seabed, that's the bottom of the sea. And the salt marshes and mud flats on the coast supported millions of birds. So large numbers of birds is the answer. And that as well is interesting because in the task one bootcamp today, we were looking at ways of um, paraphrasing numbers. So instead of saying um, a lot of, you know, large numbers of, for example, or a significant amount of that, those kind of words, they're all in this text, even the um, being approximate, it says around 7,500 years ago. You don't need to say 7,398 years. You say around. That's all you need is a roundup figure. And that's the same for task one. So the answer for 39 was birds. Now, last one. Here's a collocation that you'll be able to guess without looking at the text. I promise you. So there's been in an increase in some, again, that's task one. There has been an increase in, I'm going to just highlight that as I'm reading it. There has been an increase in some nutrients in the Wadden Sea, which can destroy marine creatures and vegetation by depriving them of something which is essential for their survival. So what is essential for most creatures survival and if you deprive them of this they will die and if you look in paragraph d overrichment of the sea can ultimately lead to the collapse of the entire system through oxygen starvation so the answer is oxygen 
Starvation is a synonym, the noun form of depriving them of. And that is it. That is the end of the text. Go and have a look on my website in What's New. I'm going to put it there now and I'll share the Quizlet with you because the vocabulary, of, I'm looking at this list here, endangered species, uh, ruin, terminal decline, threaten the survival, upset the delicate balance, cause the collapse of ecosystems, revolutionize the way biodiversity, ecosystem protection, research has shown everything in this is the language you need for uh, writing well, writing a good task two, a good task one, and to talk about this in your speaking part three, and also, of course, to read much quicker. As soon as you know these words, you'll, you'll skim and scan much more easily because you won't stop to work out what things mean. So I hope you enjoyed that. It's glad I'm glad to be back. It's great uh, to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much for your support. Over the last three, four years, I've been doing a podcast now. Do let me know if you've got any requests, if you've got any reading or listening that you'd like me to cover, then please just shout. Get in touch on my website or any of my social media things. Um, my website is IELTS ETC or you can just Google IELTS with Fiona and hopefully I will come up at some point. All right, guys, chat to you soon. Bye for now. Bye bye.